I really wish that our political system was set up so that we could, you know, have multiple parties and vote third party and it'd be feasible. But the way things have been and seem to continue to be, it will be that we can only vote Republican or Democratic and that causes a number of issues on its own. But um, this year, the two big ones are Trump and Biden. And again, I don't think I would like to have Trump for a second term, although that is the way it is looking currently, um, because a lot of people aren't rocking with Biden either. And I get it. Um, I really don't want to vote for him either. Um, I think he's just riding on the coattails of President Obama because, you know, that was he was the vice president or whatever. But he had some questionable bills that he wanted passed when he was in the Senate slash Congress. He was, you know, kind of didn't really do anything as vice president except, you know, kind of just follow behind President Obama like a sick puppy. So it. I don't know really what he stands for. He kind of seems to be, you know, all over the place with his emotions and kind of telling, like, on a campaign trail, kind of like cussing out constituents. And it's just all types of weird stuff. So um, I'm not really a, a fan of his either. And then the worst part was that he got. Kamala Harris as his running partner and thought that would submit him as, you know, the president-elect, but if he was really paying attention, black people don't really rock with her either. Um, she has some really questionable choices that she made when she was a judge. And she was super harsh, and especially to her own people, so, you know, black people aren't really rocking her either. So, it's, it's kind of up in the air, you know, it, it kind of makes you feel like, like, why? Why would you want to vote if it just feels so rigged and you know, against you? But you have to at least try. And if I don't try, I can't complain for another four years when it seems, as it seems that Trump will get elected again. Um, maybe it just seems that way because I'm in the middle of Ohio and the n increasing number of Trump signs is becoming exponential at this point and it kind of hurts my soul to see every day but I don't know the pulse of the country seems as though younger people don't want to vote especially like young black people they don't want to vote because they don't have a candidate they believe in they don't have a candidate they believe will fight for what we really want but at the same time not voting is going to allow for this person who is in office who really doesn't care about what we want and care about the changes that we want made and it's just going to you know make the problem grow even further than what it is and there's too much civil unrest right now to not take part in that not take part in the democratic process so um Go out, vote, please just vote. 
And no, at this point, I don't really care who you vote for. Just at least be a part of the process. And um, hopefully, if you're listening to me, you're voting for someone who will make changes for the better. Um, But I'm not going to really fight anybody on their politics anymore. It's too exhausting. And, you know, all of this is temporary anyway. Um, The system is fake. It's the system doesn't mean anything in a grand scheme of things except about how it's going to make allow for people to live day to day and so that's why I think it's important because we have to we have to do what we can to make it easiest for people to live from day to day because living is hard enough adding anything more to that is just more stress and it's unnecessary so you know, vote your conscience, vote whoever you want to, but also make sure you're voting for the greater good as well. Um, yeah, that's all I got in the election. Um, it's a weird time. Don't immerse yourself too deep into politics. I tried it. It just gave me a headache. It's just a bunch of run around and people talking nonsense and a bunch of people who are wishy-washy and seemingly corrupt so do some research look at some look at people's websites read their platforms and you know if you need to if you need even a little bit more confirmation go back look at their history see what they're about you know and then just just do it it doesn't have to be a whole thing. It doesn't have to be a whole hoopla. Just cast your ballot. All right. Whew. Enough on that. Because um, that's not fun. And I don't really care for that stuff anymore. <laughs> I really, I, When I was growing up, I really was excited to vote. I really wanted to be a part of the process and everything. And then it was time for me to vote. In my first election was Trump versus Hillary and it was just like what why 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 does this have to be my first election like I wish I was just a little bit older so I could at least know vote for President Obama but my ver my very first election that I had to get I got to take part of was freaking Trump versus Hillary like yeah yeah um, so, yeah, anyway, um, on to the dance section, um, today I want to talk about the resurgence of dance and music videos, um, the whole reason I got into dance was because I grew up watching music videos and watching people like Usher and Chris Brown and Michael Jackson in dance videos and, you know, seeing their moves and then copying them and then adapting them to my body. And that's how I learned hip hop. That's how I learned how to uh, do all the cool stuff that I teach now. And I think I was really sad for a while because I thought dancing in music videos was dying. Um, as time progressed, you know, no, MTV doesn't really show me. I don't even think they show music videos anymore. I don't know. I don't have cable, but. Um, from advertisement that I've seen, it seems like they show a lot of stuff that doesn't even relate to music anymore. So, um, no, 
music videos kind of became a dying thing as streams became a thing and you know you in social media you can just go directly to your audience and you don't need to go on mtv or bet or whatever to put out a video to promote your music um it kind of seemed like a dying art and it kind of bummed me out because that's that's really what i wanted to do i wanted to do like backup dancing for music videos and going on tours and stuff like that um and so for it to seem to be dying out as i was just coming into that time period it uh it really made me sad and but now because of social media and like the popularity of dance in our main culture now um it seems to be coming back where more people are having people who are influencers off of social media become dancers and have dancers in their music videos again so um one of my hopes is to still do that and you know participate in that and i would love to go on tour with you know a big music artist preferably usher i think usher would probably be one of the coolest to go with and um yeah i think that's one of the reasons like i want to move to atlanta because all the that's where the music mecca is right now um you know the west had it for a while the east had it for a while but right now it's the south and the south is culminating in atlanta georgia and so i think i want to try to save some money get up down there and then possibly you know just run the numbers and go on auditions and see how many i can many parts i can get i don't think that i could necessarily live off just being a backup dancer but i think it also just be a cool part a cool thing to do and something I've always wanted to do and just something I could say that I accomplished and have something on as they say on wax that you could see and you know always go back and check out and reminisce about so um and make connections and be a part of the community I think that's something I miss too it's just like I don't I don't hang around with people who do what I do like as in hip-hop anymore um in high school i had people i used to like go in the parking lot and dance with and we shoot videos and you know shoot the breeze and just learn from each other and try new tricks and you know challenge each other to get better and so that kept me hungry that kept me you know wanting to learn more but as i got older it just seemed like i've, I've run into some i ran into some people at undergrad who kind of kept me hungry and kind of kept me um going after and trying to get better but as I've gotten older, like people grow apart, you don't talk anymore. Um, and so I don't really have, I don't have that group of people who's like dancing with me and, you know, I'm learning from them and, and you know, social media and everything. I can hop on there and watch me dance videos all the time, but it's not the same camaraderie as like being you know in a cypher with people or just being in a session with somebody and just you know them pushing you hyping you up to get better so i really just i just want to be back in that community and feeling that type of vibe and um and it's not to say that teachers don't push you or the other teachers don't they're not part of the community it's just that it's different your goal is to educate and so 
really when you're talking about dance with other dance teachers is more about um, how to educate better, how to um, structure a classroom better, how to structure a class better, how to involve kids better. Um, and so it's not so much how to become a better dancer, it's more how to become a better teacher. So I want to I want to get back to becoming a better dancer so that in the future when I'm ready to teach again, I can have more movement vocabulary and more um, choreographic ideas and experiences to share so that I can make allow for these students to also, you know, follow their dreams that they have like big aspirations in dance. Um, so that's I'm really excited and I'm hoping to do that, you know, within the next few months to a year and um really just I'm really glad to see that people are still still dancing to music videos and that there's still uh even if it's a smaller market, still a market for that and market for people to do that. So yeah. Um on for tech, there are two new game consoles coming out, the PS5 and the Xbox X and Series S, and I don't play video games, um, but I've been following all of the, all of the talk around it, and apparently the pre-orders are crashing sites, and, um, and I'm, I, I've always leaned more Xbox than PlayStation. I don't know why. I don't know why. I I grew up playing like I grew up playing both actually. I grew up playing like I played PlayStation 2. I had a PlayStation 2. But then I also had you know, my before that my cousins had an Xbox. And then we had a PlayStation 2, then my cousin bought an Xbox 360, and, you know, that was kind of my game system, and then my family took it over, and that's how they watch Netflix now, um, and my little sisters have taken all of my games, so I don't have it, and, um, but I don't know, I've always just, I think I've always liked the design language of Xbox better than PlayStation, I don't know. I just always thought the Xbox series just looked better, maybe. I don't know. Um, but I haven't played anything past the 360, so, and I haven't played any PlayStation past the PS2, so that shows you how much I game. Um, <laughs> my grandfather bought me a Wii. That's the only real game station, I, game console I have right now. Um, and I don't play that either. <laughs> I, I work every day. I, if it's not on my phone, I don't have time for video games, but I really do want to find something else as like an actual hobby so that I can have something to decompress because, you know, watching TV is cool and all, but I kind of get bored of it. So maybe if I get into video games, maybe I'll find some joy in it again i used to be really into racing games i still like racing games so like need for speed i didn't get into forza too much it was too much like a simulator 
I don't really care for the simulation type. I really just be in like a fantasy world. Um, I don't need it to be too realistic. Um, so Need for Speed, and I like fighting games. So I was really into Mortal Kombat, and um, I was really into Mortal Kombat. I had a few Mortal Kombat games, um, but at the time I didn't do any online play because my mom didn't want to pay for it, and and that's fair. And I, I don't have any really have any problems with that either, though, because I don't really have any friends to play with. So, um, but. I think I'm thinking about maybe getting one of these systems, um, but I also don't want to pay $600 for one. Um, I think it's crazy how how far video games have come in such a, I wouldn't say short amount of time, but like in a grand scheme of humans, like I feel like video games have advanced faster than cars have in a way because um, cars have been around for a good while and we're just now getting to like electric cars or whatever probably doubt but that was you know again politics and people putting stops to companies that were trying to make electric cars because they wanted to you know push gasoline but the video games have come to the point now where it's like hyper realistic and like you can tell it's a game but it's not too far from reality and it's getting pretty freaking freaky um i i don't i don't know it's like why why do we want to play things that look so real like, I get it, like, you want to be Im immersed in the world, but also, why to the point where it's, like, a step away from the actual world? Why do you want to play Call of Duty, where you literally murder people all day, and you want it to look like an actual human? Like, what, what about that is so appealing? Like, I... I'm a sucker for details and I'm a sucker for like um, high quality but I feel like at some point we have to start drawing a line in the sand and like hey um, this is becoming too real um, now it looks like I'm shooting my neighbor in the face and um, where do we start to draw the distinction you know where do we draw the line and be like all right this is as far as we can go with this because then it's going to start merging into the real world and people are going to start being you know like i don't want to be a guy to be like video games cause violence but also it's like at a point when it becomes too hyper realistic people our our minds our eyes only process so much and our brains only process so much and so the, the distinction between reality and fiction if their lines get blurred too much people have issues with that if i you see it all the time it's like people know movies are fictional but then they use it to justify things that happen in real life you know like that was a thought that came out of somebody's head 
you know, that was an idea, and then they put it on the big screen, and then somebody, you know, was like, well, I used this movie to justify that, and it's like, well, that movie is a piece of fiction, and although it might have some truth to it, it is not the truth, so I don't want that to be, like, the same thing that's happening with video games where it becomes so realistic that people are using video games to justify, you know, actions that they're taking in the real world. Um, so, but anyway, if I were to get one of these $600, um, devices, because, just because I'm bougie and I needed to look a specific way, I'd probably get the Xbox Series X just because it looks like a big black cube. And right now, my that's what my setup is missing for my TV. You have my subwoofer, that's the big black cube. Then I have my soundbar, that's vertical. And so on the right-hand side, I'm missing a big black cube. And so I've been seeing it, and that's what's been enticing me to want to buy it. Just because it would look good set up with my setup that I have currently. I know that's not a reason to buy a $600 game console. But it's almost one for me just to fulfill my aesthetic needs um, because I can't find another subwoofer for some reason. They only they don't sell them separately. They only sell them with another soundbar, and I don't need another soundbar. So, but yeah, that's that's my thought on the game stations. I think they're both pretty cool. Um, PlayStation looks really alien. I think that's cool in its own right. It just not doesn't fit the design aesthetic of my home currently so i don't want it um but yeah that's it on tech now on to anime dun 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 my big one today you hate to see it one piece so <laughs> due to quarantine i was at home for a considerable amount of time and i thought hmm I've been complaining about how long this series is, so you know what? I seem to have seem to going to have a lot of time doing nothing, so I might as well dive into it. It felt like a mistake, and to be honest, it might have been a mistake. I've watched One Piece from episode 100 to 900, whatever it's at now. And I'm going to be honest, for the first, I want to say 700 episodes of One Piece, I was not impressed whatsoever. Um, I, mm, I don't know. There's so much hype around it and people saying that it's good and that's why it's been on so long. And I don't know that that's true. Um, it it just, it, it doesn't, well, it didn't. It didn't feed anything for me. It, it felt, all it fed was the binge monster inside of me. That's what I should say. Inside of me, I have this thing where I like to, I like to binge certain things. So I like to binge anime. I like to binge TV shows and barbecue bake glaze. I like to binge 
like those three things and side note this binging spirit in me is why i don't do a lot of things i don't smoke i don't drink i don't do any recreational drugs or anything like that and i think my self-awareness knows that if i like something like a lot i'll have a tendency to binge on it so i rather not um oblige that side of me i'd rather just stay as far away from it as possible so i don't end up in any trouble because i end up like really liking liquor or something and then i end up losing self-control and i become an alcoholic so um because i this is not something i really explain to people and no one really asks they just say oh you don't drink you don't smoke that's crazy um but because i have been employing so much self-control in my life thus far i decided you know might as well just keep with it not tempt the dragon and leave it alone so back to one piece um yeah and had a lot of episodes so the bench monster in me was like well this is something you can binge so we can keep watching it even though I thought it was trash. I thought it was absolute trash for most of it. I thought Luffy was stupid. Um, Zoro's my guy. I mess with him. It's like that's my dude. I like I fucks with him heavy. Um, so he can he rarely does wrong in my eyes. Um, but Sanji, he's one. He won the character. He's like woman struck. Like he loves women so. Anytime there's a woman in distress or something, he's always running to their aid, and he's caused a lot of problems. Nami was weak and shit. She couldn't do anything, so she was just kind of in the way, except just, like, guide the ship. And then Usopp was just this coward, and he wasn't helpful, and then he thought he was all big and bad, and then got his ass whooped, and, like walked away and I was super happy because I thought they were actually kicking him out in the crew but then he came back and then you know Chopper's just cute so I don't have any problems with him and um oh man why can't I remember his name right now oh why am I forgetting his name he's like one of my other favorite characters too why can't I remember his name right now um uh, I'm gonna Google this real quick. Um, do 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 do. Um, no 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 no. Um, he's a big oh Brooke. There there we go, Brooke. Um, he's a skeleton. <laughs> and he's just funny and he sings and I like him, but he's also kind of kind of comic relief. And they kind of play him too. Um, and then Nico Robin, that's a whole nother thing. Like, okay, they first met her and she was like this bronze, like Middle Eastern color. And now we've gotten to a new part and they like whitewashed her for some reason. Super weird, super odd. I think it's because they went to like this 
sam they're like in this this it's called the Wayno arc and they're in like the samurai old school village so i guess they like lightened her skin so she could match in as a geisha but like it's also really weird um this weird colorism thing but anyway yeah i just wasn't she was super nico robin was super strong and then as the show progressed they kind of like nerfed her and like made her a weak and dependent when she was actually kicking her ass before when she wasn't an ally like it was super strange so for most of one piece i have not been have not been with it um and you know i thought the art was weak i thought the storyline was kind of in i thought it was just dragging on and then we've gotten to this new arc the wayno arc and you know i'm kind of sold on it um, I like it a lot. It I like the art. I like kind of like I like samurai stuff. So that's a lot of it. I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, it kind of feels like it's dragging on. I feel like they could have they could wrap it up soon. But also there was that hiatus because of COVID. So um, give them some leeway on that. But overall, like there are so many points in the plot where I was just like. They could destroy all of this, and I, I wouldn't be mad about this. Like, if everything that ever was One Piece was gone, like, it it would probably do a lot of people good, because <laughs> there are so many points in the show that are just dumb. And I'm trying to, I'm not gonna try to spoil anything for anyone who wants to take on that endeavor of watching that. Um, but just be prepared to be disappointed if you are um well be prepared to be disappointed at some point some people will really like it if they start it um and they'll there will be something that resonates with them but for me it didn't resonate until like the point we're at now where people are actually starting to look strong and act strong and um behave smarter <laughs> that that was the biggest problem for me is that there were just too many people in the show who weren't smart. There weren't enough logical thinkers in the show. And there were just too many people doing dumb stuff on their own and then calling themselves a group. And when you see, you know, the main character constantly run out by himself to do stuff when he says he has this family, which is his group, but he's putting that group in danger because he's running off by himself and then he gets his ass kicked and then the family has to come save him you're like what the fuck is this bro like are you the main character are you the protagonist or are you just someone who should have been or should the family have been the protagonist as a whole and you were just a character in it but i digress that's that's my take on one piece like I said, I'm not trying to go into too much detail because it might spoil it for some people and there are people who could want to watch it. So, um, yeah, you can always, you know, if you want to have a discussion on anime or One Piece specifically, you can always hit me up on one of the socials that I mentioned in the beginning of the show. Um, and I'll just, I'll leave you with this just as a, as a little tidbit, um, as a teacher, I, I've come to realize that the 
lives I impact and I impact in a way of consciously impacting and and then and then there's ways that I impact them and I don't even realize that I am. Um, I got a note from one of my students saying how, you know, I didn't only make her a better dancer, I also made her a better human. And, you know, sometimes it's exhausting, you know, being a black person because every time you go out, you, you have to be an ambassador for your entire race. You know, people of color have to do that all the time. You have to put your best foot forward all the time because if you're the one black person that they interact with ever or regularly, you know, then they start to associate everyone else with your behavior. So, you know, that can be really tiring. That can be really exhausting. That can be really frustrating. But it also leaves an opportunity for you to leave the best impression on somebody. So no matter what race you are, my suggestion to everyone is to always go out with your best foot forward. Yes, we all have shitty days. Yes, sometimes people piss off, piss us off. Sometimes we are just not there. But trying your best to be the best human you can be when you go out in public is, you know, always a good thing to do because you don't know how you're affecting someone else's day and you don't know, you know, what impact that could have in the future. I work in rural Ohio. These people do not come into people of color, contact with people of color very often. So as as the one person that they do see the the image that they have when they see someone else that looks like me will more than likely be a positive connotation instead of a negative because I am combating any other stereotypes that might be in that community just being the person that I am because I come in with my best foot forward and I'm doing things that are positively affecting their community. So just just always remember, even if you're having a rough time, even if you're having a rough day, just go out and just be the best human you can be. And that's all I got for today. I hope you enjoyed the show. Again, if you want to follow us on the socials so you can contact me, you can always hit me in my DMs or, you know, follow us just because you want to see any updates. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at lab underscore not underscore to underscore cry or on Twitter at laugh not to cry p1 and that's been the show for today i'll talk to you next time peace